Welcome back, everybody, to the epic highs and lows of high school football, a Riverdale rewatch podcast. Hello, hello. How is everyone? Yes, thank you. Uh, we want to say a big thank you to the people who have listened to the first two episodes. Uh, we really appreciate the support. Seaport. The support. Seaport. Uh, the the seaport. The we ocean really liners are-, are coming in with their feedback, dropping and off just- the mailbags, and we love it. We're, we're loving it. We yeah, all of you ocean voyagers. We're getting some snail mail, um, and all the captains love it. It's it's very it's very you know very lonely out on the sea, um, and they just they don't really have much else to listen to. But you know what they do have, the epic highs and lows of high school football, and Riverdale, and Riverdale. They, and they, Riverdale. They, that's the only, that's show the only show they can get yeah. for some reason on like, satellite TV. Just, it's it's on all they're beaming out yeah. there. They just they just really hate aliens. I guess mm-hmm. who are getting all the satellite yeah. TV. Well, I would look. I, I I wouldn't be surprised if at some point in Riverdale we get aliens uh, in the later seasons. I think I've heard something about that. I don't oh, know. It gets are, it gets fucking. We're in retreat. We are starting off so so nice and casual with this lovely mm-hmm. murder mystery that's been happening. <laughs> I know. And you see, the thing is, I looked. I was wrong. So the first season is thirteen episodes. Every other season is twenty two episodes. <laughs> They oh, add an extra, yeah, we're getting an extra nine episodes per season after this, because I think they, they went like, here's your 13 episodes, it went very well, and they went, let's get some more of those bad boys in there. Uh, I think it goes to like 19 episodes a couple seasons later, but still, like 20 episodes essentially a season. Um, so, yeah, there's there's uh, there's a lot. And from memory of season two, again, there's just a lot of filler. Yeah, from from my experience with a lot of these CW-esque network TV 22-episode shows, like, your, mm-hmm. your, you know, your CW superhero shows and your, your Supernaturals and the like, they just start adding random shit in to it's sort eight, of fill yeah. the gaps. 18 episodes of it are filler and four episodes are relevant to the main overarching plot. Yeah. That's pretty much how it works. And I think, well, that's how I've noticed it with a lot of shows is just back in the day as well. I'm, I'm watching, I can't remember if I mentioned this before, I'm watching The Mentalist for the first time. Very much enjoying it, but it is very, it's 23 episode seasons, 45 minute long episodes, and every season, 20 episodes of filler, three episodes have anything to do with the overarching plot. And I'm enjoying it, but it really got to a point where I was able to pick who the killer was within the first 30 seconds of seeing them. <laughs> so, like, they've gotten be- they've gotten better with the formula. They're a bit more, you know, it's not as obvious now, but it was getting to a point where I was like, I don't know why I'm watching these episodes because I know exactly what's going to happen beat for beat. Uh, so, I, but that's the thing with Riverdale is uh, I don't think we're actually going to know what the fuck is going to happen beat for beat because while it is a 23 episode season and a lot of filler, none of it makes any fucking sense. So it's a case of the writers don't even know who the killer is. I think uh, well, that's the thing. I think it's I doubt da- I doubt they have had a plan. If we compare, like Duffer B- Brothers with Stranger Things have said they had a, a plan. Like things change, but they have an overarching story that they want to tell, and they're on track for that. I don't think any of these seasons have been planned ahead of you've been greenlit, uh, go for it, essentially. Like, nobody was starting at season one and was like, okay, so season seven, we are going to go back in time. Like, nobody <laughs> was thinking that, right? Oh, God. Where are we heading? I think, uh, okay, is it, I, well, that, okay, I don't know if we go back in time, but I've been seeing snippets and I think, I can't, it may not be back in time. It's complicated. We'll get there. We've got many, many Many months to get there. Many, many twists and turns and epic highs and lows to come. <laughs> All right. I think I think that's in season three, that line. I believe we get that in season three from memory. I... So we, we've got a bit of time before we get to our titular uh, episode. I cannot wait. Okay. Let's well, jump right l- in. Well, let's do a little recap, Ooh, uh, as Sean has yes. forgotten everything. And recap for anybody who needs it. Uh, hopefully you don't, because you've been listening to the show. But, basically, what we've had, we've had uh, Jason Blossom uh, is our main resident redhead besides Archie Andrews. And he has turned up muy did. Uh, his sister Cheryl is revealed to possibly be sleeping with him. We still aren't really certain on that. But uh, it's revealed that she helped him escape from town as he was going to run away from his terrible family. But in doing so, he got uh, he got caught and, uh, you know, he got his he got his little doodle schnoinked and uh, got murked. And that's basically what happened to Jason. We find out that... Um, well, this is a really shit fucking recap. Basically, Jason's been murdered, 
uh, Betty and Jughead are on the case trying to figure out what's going on because Betty's sister, Polly, has uh, been sent off somewhere because she had a mental breakdown and we find out she was dating Jason. Uh, Archie plays music and was basically being groomed by a pedophile teacher. I literally forgot about that. Oh, I yeah. Just, yeah. Yeah, the, the pedophile. That was, that yeah, was the thing. That, that was we had a lot really fucking weird. Yeah, the first four episodes really dedicated to that. No real more mention of it after. Like, I just watched oh, episode we'll just, six we'll last night. Back in the cupboard. Um, yeah, no mention of it. Like, they literally just go, bye, and I uh, <laughs> do not talk about it really ever again, which is... Uh, amazing. Uh, wow. Yep. Uh, we've got Veronica Lodge who was turned up to town. Her dad's in jail. She's rich. And her mum is uh, shady and is buying up property to develop for her husband who's in jail. Uh, that? It, yeah. The, the pedophile teacher gets caught and they send her off. They hide it. They cover it up and they send her off. That's pretty much the recap. Um, th- honestly, it's- again, every time we do a recap, I don't know why we're doing this podcast because I could probably explain the entire show in three minutes. No, 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 no. You can explain the plot, but you can't mm-hmm. explain the show. That is, I, okay. Oh, yeah. that's good. I like that. I like that. That's a good. Maybe that's that's the new tagline for the for the podcast. Is you can explain the plot, but you can't explain the show. It's the reason to be of this show is trying mm-hmm. to figure out what the fuck just happened. What I the just... hell did Cross just watch? And what am I desperately avoiding um, by not watching, watching. the show? Yeah. Yes. I don't think we can even ever explain what actually happens in the plot. We can just experience it. I can tell. I don't think we'll ever be able to figure out why anything happens, but we will be able to know that it does happen, and that's really what matters. Yeah, that's the comforting yeah. thing. Yeah. Exactly. It's not about. It's not. That's what I said. It's not the destination. It's the journey. But the thing about the journey is, you are being shot at like the entire time, and also, uh, you know, like and you've you've got be- a rabid tiger in your backseat of your car. Exactly. Um, and also, your parents who are driving you really fucking suck. Um, so, you know, it's the, the, the journey also kind of, uh, the you know, the destination is probably much better than the journey, if I'm being honest. Yeah. So let's get to the destination with Chapter 5 of Riverdale. <laughs> and this one, Chapter 5, honestly, uh, this is a doozy. This episode, we're really getting some meat in terms of the murder mystery story. We're getting, we're getting a lot, and we're also... It, this episode is just, uh, uh, honestly, a lot happens. Um, so, let's get going. It opens on a spooky mansion called Thornhill, and that is where the Blossoms live, because, um, of course, they live in a spooky mansion. Why, why would they not live in a spooky why, mansion? That's exactly. exactly where they should be. The weird, exactly. creepy incest twins just mm-hmm. put them up in a weird mansion and just keep them out of town. Just, just it, well, it, it, Exactly. It's, it's one of those mansions that's, like, you know, up, you know, it's a bit... It's still in town, but it's on the outskirts where it's like in the fancy area. You got to drive up a long driveway, like you know. It's like a they've got a, a big yard and everything. They got land kind of situation because mm. they're rich. Because they do they uh, uh and then did we? I think we found out in the previous episode. Yeah, it was the uh, they own the maple industry. Like the the blossoms, basically, uh, maple syrup is what they do, and that's how they earned their money. Ah, uh, okay. So they're the, in the maple industrialists trade. of the town. Yes. Yeah, they're they're one of the like they're, they're one of those like you know original founding families kind of style. Um, but not only is it just a spooky mansion, they have their own graveyard because of course they fucking do. Um, why not? Everyone's why got their own graveyard. I've got one. Exactly. It's technically there are normal. several animals buried in my nan's backyard. Um, so same, I guess. Yeah. I will not elaborate. Animals. So yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, mm. Cheryl uh, is... So Cheryl's walking the halls of Thornhill and she's just in this, like, flowing red robe and holding a full candelabra. Like, not a small one, like a solid-sized candelabra. <laughs> she's just like, swinging the chandelier around to light up the hallway. No, no, a candelabra. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, you do, I'm just saying, you do know what a candelabra is, right? Yeah, it's 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 the, the Frenchie from Beauty and the Beast. Uh, sh- yeah, but... Frenchy, kind of, bit Frenchy, more than the more, yeah, Frenchy okay. Ian McKellen's mate. Yes. Now, that's, um, what? <laughs> is it played by Patrick Stewart? No, it, it, uh, the, the clock is played by, um, Ian McKellen in the live action movie. I don't. Oh, I, I have not seen the live action Beauty and the Beast, actually. That's for the best. 
Yeah. Um, um, I haven't seen a lot of the live action Disney. Like, I didn't watch Aladdin, which I hope is fine. Aladdin um, was all right. I think Aladdin was probably the best of them, to be honest. I did I've, not watch uh, the fucking Lion King because I worked was, at a cinema at that time and it, uh, yeah, no. It was just bad. It's, I mean, it was, just, yeah. just that, that one, just watch the I animated saw films. The animated films just, just. I know. I, I saw snippets. Just watch that. I don't understand. I, I, it was not needed. You know what I did watch, though? Getting a little bit off track, though. Uh, Live-action Dora the Explorer, and that movie fucking slaps. That movie is amazing. I Genuinely totally incredible. that came out. That's incredible. It, it's yeah. actually a fantastic movie. If you want to do some live-action adaptions of, like, kids' classics, follow Dora, because that was fucking beautiful. I'm just waiting for uh, my uh, Thomas the Tank Engine live-action adaptation. Just... Uh, the CW, uh, we, we get it. We get a the notification. CW. The CW has acquired rights to Thomas the Tank Engine. No, no. <laughs> what have gritty, you done? <laughs> the gritty teen high school drama of Thomas. Of oh, Thomas Tank the Engine. Tank Engine. They hum- They anthropomorphize all the trains. Oh, it's like Thomas, and he's got like a big old gay crush on Gordon or Percy. Yeah. On Percy, yeah. And yeah. then, because uh, I, I was thinking if they go the horror route, like you know, the I'm sorry, John. It's like I'm sorry, fat conductor. And Thomas is like eating well, there was, humans. There was a game that just came out on, on Steam. That I oh was yes, seeing. yes, yeah, yeah. I do remember. Yes, it was yes. Like a horror themed train spider that chases you around. Choo yeah, Choo Charlie, on, I think it was. That's it. You're on like yeah. a um one of those uh railway things where you pump the the handle and it moves. Like it's one of those old timey like minecart things. And then the, the the spider train is coming after you. I have seen footage. Yeah, it looks creepy as. I'm not. It does. In playing it, but I'm no. sure it's good. I'm sure, yeah, I'm no, I'm sure horror. you would. I would love to see you as a Twitch streamer doing horror. I, uh, I, I would just be very sad. I think I, I don't think it would be, I'm not very you? interesting to watch. I don't think I'm very interesting to watch when I get scared because I just sort of curl up in the fetal position and cry a lot. It's <laughs> true. I have be, seen you watch horror movies. I'd just be very sad. <laughs> I have seen you watch horror movies and you would you do not have a good time. Um, um, where were we? The scary man. Yeah, yeah candelabra. <laughs> yeah, holding a big ass fucking candelabra. Anyway, but like, like, man, just turn on the lights, you spooky bitch. Just fucking like it. Why do they, do they not have electricity? Are they living in the eighteen hundreds? It's to be fair, the mansion is very old school. Like it is one of those old way. Like it would not look out of place in like Beauty and the Beast with candles everywhere. So it looks like that. But, you know, they're setting the scene. They got a mood. I can kind of respect it. I would do the same thing. Um, but also, again, I'm a freak. So, But also so Cheryl. So this this actually makes sense the more that I think about it. Now, she's walking through and they're having the memorial at their house. So, like, Jason's casket is, like, in the fucking living room. So she walks up and she opens Jason's casket. And there's nothing inside there. There's no body. But there's bloody scratches all along the top of the casket. What? And yep, there's blood. And then she turns around, and Jason's zombie corpse is right behind her and grabs her. And then she wakes up. Oh yeah, uh, it was a, a yeah, dream. dream sequence. It's a cold open dream. Yeah, of course. It's it a is. cold open dream sequence. Oh, and then she wakes up, and her mum is just creepily like standing in the doorway, and she's in like this really sultry robe slash gown as well, like one of those like sheer robes or whatever. Or maybe it's like. Maybe it wasn't sheer, maybe it was, like, silk. But either way, she's in, like, a sultry robe, weirdly standing in the doorway. Uh, and it's just, you know, I, I get, just so a reminder for everyone. So is the mum in on the incest vibes as well? Is that what I don't know, no, no. The mum is, te- the mum's a fucking, again, a bitch. Because I've written, I've got a note here, everyone's parents, except Fred, are just fucked in this show. It's just, Fred is the only good parent in the show. So, like, basically, uh... It, it's just her mum telling her to fuck off and stop being a little bitch and to Cheryl and Cheryl's just there like hi I'm traumatised and her mother's like I am big, I'm the reason for most of that I'm emotionally um, unavailable <laughs> exactly uh, and no no I feel like she's emotionally available just the emotions that are available are the bad ones they're not good <laughs> emotions that are available She's not closed off. She gives all those emotions, but all those emotions are rage and oh, right. She's just um, abusive. Ab- and abuse. Oh, yeah. God, yeah. yeah. Um, it's nice. the classic rich, abusive parents. But we also do find out that Cheryl was sleeping in Jason's bed. So her mother is like, get the fuck out of Jason's bed. They are incest twins. They are incest twins. Just just go write Game of Thrones, guys. If that's what you're after. Just, just go do that. 
Come on. I get out honestly. of fucking Archie. What the hell, it's, guys? It's, it's too late. It's too late, honestly. When did... Wait, when did Game of Thrones... Was 2012 Game of Thrones? Something like that. I think maybe 2011. 2011, I think, yeah. I skipped a few years, so... Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I never that. finished it anyway, so... Mm. Um, that's, that's our new podcast is you explaining the plot of Game of Thrones to me. Oh God, uh, that would be very funny, actually. We might that do would that. be very, oh, <laughs> we, might that on, we might chuck that on the list after Sabrina. Um, anyway, so, uh, her, her mum informs her that she will not be saying a eulogy at the memorial because she'll, because Cheryl will humiliate the family. So her mum's like, Hey, you know, your twin brother who you were super close with, which we're going to gloss over that fact, but, uh, you're not allowed to say anything about him because you, uh, will remind everyone in this town of all the things that they already know about us and say behind our backs anyway. So, um, strong mother of the year award is it. Well, it's, it's a tie between her and Alice, uh, because again, Alice just keeps fucking shit. I I don't, I haven't even seen any notes about Alice on here yet. (laughs) You said that the other time and I still don't know what that reference is. And you also didn't know you went, Oh, it's the, you know, that's the, it's the song. It's the, I did look it up after the show and I forgot again. Oh, Um, for fuck's sake. I don't care um, enough. (laughs) the point is I have not even gotten any notes on Alice yet from what I can see and I'm already like I know she's gonna fuck some shit up in this episode she's just gonna be terrible again Uh, okay yes now we uh, cut to even more over sexualization of child characters as we have Archie shirtless and sweating as he hits a punching bag Uh, he's just glistening with sweat eight pack like Kylo Ren absolutely shredded and he's just hitting this punching bag he, he's, his dad comes in and he's like hey you're all good and he says oh I'm working out to get in shape for football so you become the captain and get a scholarship that's it that's the entire scene again 30 seconds max um, Archie is the most fucking just useless character in this show an uninteresting character what so the the show is it, oh, it's, he's just there for sex appeal is that basically what on it, well, we just need we just need a muscular redhead well, they just well the, the the comics are based on him, so it's not like they could get rid of him. But currently, in this season at least, he's just like his only job is to talk about football and music, and every other character is already more interesting than him. Uh, and I feel really bad for KJ Apa because like I'm sure he's got the chops, he can do it. Also, he always has. I feel like KJ Apa is gonna get real bad wrinkles in his forehead because he's always looking concerned like in every scene his brow is furrowed constantly and it's just this i feel like they were like hey can you just like kind of give us this look like you're not sure uh (laughs) if you're gonna shit yourself at any moment and you just are very on the on the edge of running to the bathroom it's the director just giving him giving him advice on set like hey kj just uh try and shit yourself a little bit yeah and uh we'll, we'll cover for you he just looks confused the entire all the time and just worried. He's always got this worried like puppy dog look. If you look it up, you'll know what I mean. And it's just I just I'm concerned for his forehead. It's gonna it's gonna wrinkle out fast. Um and you know, that's that's just that's a deal breaker in Hollywood. He's gonna be fucked. Uh but anyway, uh basically, in case you forgot, Archie has abs. He plays football and he's mad that his pedophile girlfriend had to leave town. Um, so like they, they do mention it a little bit in terms of gravity, but like, so, cause it's just happened. So he's still, he's still pissed, but you know, uh, basically yes. Then again, like I said, 30 second scene with Cudden, uh, Kevin then apparently just like rain mans his dad's murder board and makes a copy of it for Betty and Jughead. Like he just remembers all of them and goes here. He's um, just got the they- photographic memory. Just, just- but which they. They never explain that. They just go, he just goes, yep, here it is. And it's like, I, maybe his dad like had photos like you would. See, that's the thing. If I made a motorboard, I would take photos for posterity's sake, I think. So maybe, but they never explain it. Wait, just, like, just make what, like remake it on Pinterest or something. <laughs> yeah, he's, <laughs> it's just like, you know, and then he's like, oops, sorry. These are my artisanal cupcakes. Whoops. And takes that out of there. Yeah, um, so I, I, I Put it's my it's just never figurine models in with my um, <laughs> <laughs> with my murder collection. Sorry, some guys. absolute fucking loser killed Jason Blossom. Uh, so that's our that's our only lead. But it, they just never explain how he did it. He just goes, "Here it is, good to go." Uh, and then he says, "Whoever stole the files and background um, 
Whoever was, uh, whoever it was, was in there. Oh god, my my own fucking writing is terrible. Whoever was in there stole files, background checks, and all of the AV, like the audio and visual of the police interviews. I'm sorry. So, have, you, have you handwritten these notes, or are you? No, no, no. Type, I just have just like unable I'm to typing read typed them. writing. No, no, no. It's, it's not. It's not the actual how it's in terms of visual. It's what I've actually written. Like I'm shorthanding some stuff, so I'm just quickly typing. So I've just like poor grammar, terrible grammar. That's valid. You did the uh, yes. English good. That's it. I I did uh, me fail English. That's impossible. Um. So yes, I'm very I I, I Ralph Wiggum this fucking hard, but we got there in the end. So whoever was in there stole the background checks, the files, and the audio and visual of all the police interviews. So fucking oh, gone. Um, then Trev, the guy from episode three who helped them find the playbook, uh, of Chuck, the one that, you know, was sexually assaulting all the girls, um, oh, yeah. and everything. Yes. Yeah, Trev, okay. who helped them, who was the good little boy, walks in and he asks Betty, oh, you still on tomorrow? And Betty says it's a date and Jughead and Kevin are like, mm, what's this? Uh, and then Betty's like, no, 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 it's just an intelligence gathering mission. So apparently she's trying to see if Trev knew anything about Jason that he, like, didn't think was important earlier, as Kevin's dad, like, doesn't have access to interview all the kids. So she's just, like, you know, covering loose ends or, like, you know, trying to cover her bases. But also it seems like she's just leading on Trev, like, a little bit, you know? Just a smidge. Which tracks for Betty, because, again, she hasn't had the best track record of being, like, a G, you know? Yeah. Yeah, she's a little... famously a terrible mm. person in all the source material, so that tracks. Yes, exactly. She's definitely not the sweet girl next door uh, ever. So, you know, there's that. Uh, and then it cuts to football, and Archie and Reggie are now in a challenge for the captain's position because Archie's just, like, playing like shit. So the captain's like, hey, you know, uh, I'm going to put Reggie in there, see what's, you know, see what's what. And go there. Again, this seemed 30 seconds long because sounds I've said, like a, because at this like point, the writers, pretty what we epic, say? Sounds like a pretty epic low for um, Archie there <laughs> in his high school yeah. football career. Very epic low. He hasn't hit those epic highs yet. But I did write here, again, this scene is 30 seconds long because at this point, the writers have realized that Archie is the most annoying fucking character in the show. So they decided to give him less screen time. <laughs> um, and Archie. Yeah, I just, it's just, he does nothing else. Okay, so 30 seconds scene done. We cut to Fred. He asks Hermione on a date, and she goes, oh, they're both married, so, you know, we shouldn't do this. But Fred is confused because, like, she took him on a date to the drive-in. And we do... That was for her own nefarious purposes of not looking suspicious while she talked to Jughead's dad, who's the one of the serpent people, one of the Southside serpents. So, like, he's confused, but she did it for her own, you know, necessary means... Well, not necessarily necessary, but her own nefarious needs. Uh, anyway, we then, again, quick scene. And we just, <laughs> none of this is, like, so many of these things are, like, relevant in the long run. But honestly, it's just kind of like, here it is. Here's the facts. Here's little, We're gonna move little on. snippets of what the parents are up to, I guess. Mm -hmm. um, Here's the exposition, as always. Because, again, tell, don't show. Uh, now, Valerie, uh, is, who's one of the pussycats, she tells Archie about this music coach who's, like, really talented and says she can set up a meeting. I can't believe- okay, I'm just gonna say, like, I watched the first five episodes when we were first recording because I thought we yeah. would hit, for the second episode, two episodes a time, which we didn't. But I'm now just realizing, because I've only just watched the sixth episode last night and it's been a couple weeks- the fucking, the, how much I feel like this just happens in the fifth episode and then they just go, well, that was done, like, and then move on. They really just keep hitting these points <laughs> where they're just like, here's some character development and you'll never hear about this ever again. It's moving swiftly onward. And really is. Exit. They had 13 episodes. They're like, we got to wait till we have our 23 episodes till we uh, can really, uh, you know, till yeah. we can just add more exposition. God. No character development. Yeah. Quick. No character development. So anyway, so she said, she's like, I'll set up a meeting. 30 second scene again. Cheryl comes out of nowhere and, <laughs> um, or maybe, actually, maybe this is at the same spot, but like it's all of the, all of the main gang are kind of hanging out and Cheryl comes out of nowhere and invites, as she calls them, the sad breakfast club to the funeral, <laughs> which Aww. it's, it's a pretty apt description for honestly sad the gang there. Club. Yeah. Uh, yes. So incredible. Oh, now, um, <laughs> I kind of want to forget about this show and everything about it, but also at the same time, I really love it. It's trash and terrible, and I had a very good time watching the sixth episode because uh, we're, we're getting into it. 
Oh, uh, anyway, <laughs> yeah, uh, Veronica tries to extend an olive branch to Cheryl. So, she oh, okay, this is yeah. No, we did we didn't find out. Uh, that's why we didn't find we find out this episode about the maple trade, and that's how the fucking Blossoms got their money. I'm ahead of myself because I remembered. Uh, but so Cheryl invites Veronica to a sleepover the night before the burial of Jason because you know that's what sane people do. Is he still in the house? Is they still got his um, dead. Oh no! Wait, that was yeah. a dream. His dead body well, in the I'm, house was a dream. But, but I think his dead body is still like in the house. Oh. Like as far as I'm as far as I'm aware, it is, uh, or it may just still be at the funeral home, and it's gonna be brought into the house because the memorial is at uh, is in at the house. So keep, basically, keep him in a fridge, guys. Don't. Just yeah, out there. I well, I think I think he's in a fridge currently. They never really explain. It doesn't really matter. But Cheryl, like Veronica's, like um okay, and Cheryl's like it's literally the night before I bury my twin brother. Like I don't want to be alone. It's like you know what, fair fair call there. Mm. Uh, I don't want to be around my family who suck nards. Um, so yes, but then we have Cheryl. exactly Cheryl is like the one character that maybe gets actually no every other character besides like Archie gets some character development if i'm being honest so it's only Archie who really does not get character development uh, he's but anyway he's a perfect boy who's done he no is, wrong he uh, he 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 got look he was he was groomed he actually has really done no wrong he's doing his best here yeah, that's fair. he's just trying to play his music he's boring but he's trying his best that's all we can uh, ask for exactly relatable mr it's Archie. all we can I'm doing my best, and I do suck. I'm, I'm <laughs> re I am really boring, but I'm doing my the best. Worst. <laughs> exactly. But then we, well, then we do have a montage of Archie flicking between football and music. But because again, the writers knew we would have turned off the show if we actually had to watch that in real time. So they really just sped it up, and we're like, "Oh, he's doing a lot of football, a lot of music." There you go, guys. Bam. So uh, sorry about that lack of character development, uh, bud. You'll you'll get there one day, maybe. Uh, actually, no, you will get there. It won't be good character development, but they, they will develop your character. Ooh, are we going to get Dark Archie? Darchie, if you will. Um, yeah. <laughs> you uh, Just wait. Um, you got to wait to season two, bud. Oh, God. I, yeah. It's teasing. It's it's getting ridiculous. I know. All right. But don't worry. This is... this is. I, I have a feeling this is going to go faster than we think um, by the time we get the ball rolling. But anyway... Uh, so Archie then has a an interview with this music guy who's like just the most pretentious, but also somehow emotionless guy we've seen in the entire show. Like just like not good acting at all. I don't, I, I never want to disparage people's acting, but sometimes you really gotta, and it was not good. Yikes. It's just bad, emotionless. He was just, and he was just, they were like pretentious. I don't know, just, it just, it's just an all right kind of annoying guy. Um, and then, yeah, oh, oh, I do actually have a note about it. Uh, it was like he was told to imagine he had a pineapple up his ass the entire time, but his goal was to hold it in there and never let it slip out. So he's a big fan of the pineapple then? I think, yeah, that's what I mean. Like, yeah. he actually liked the pineapple He likes there. the pineapple up his ass. Exactly. So it wasn't like he was trying to, like, get it out and that way. The goal was to keep it in there without anyone finding out. Um, and somehow he still put zero emotion into it. <laughs> So yes. I think, I think uh, but, I'd have a lot of yeah. emotion if I had a pineapple on my ass. I'm not sure. I'm right, that's what I'm thinking. Like th this guy, maybe maybe he's actually a brilliant actor, and I'm uh, I'm judging him wrong. Yeah, he's just hiding like, the pain. Well, it's you know, exactly. It's, yeah, how dare you judge him? How dare you? The, 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 see, that's the thing. We o we only get this proper introspective look at this show when I'm talking to you about it. By myself, I'm in my own prejudices. Yeah, but once I finally air it out. I'm missing all that. And once I talk to you about it, we finally get all that depth. Yeah. Reaching, and it reaching really starts coming out. For the really important subtext inside of this um, fantastic show. I, I love that you, the, the wording you used there with reaching deep inside. Yeah. Um, for that or, pineapple. Yeah. Just going yeah, to grab it out. Exactly. Uh, but this, this music guy, I can't remember his name because he's fucking useless, but he basically tells Archie to get his ass into gear and focus on the music. He's like, you know, if you want to actually do this properly, you got to focus. So fair shout there. Um, we then all, so we, we, we're done there again, 30 second scene with Archie. Uh, we then find out that everyone who's been invited to the memorial is on like the Blossom suspect list and that's why they want them there. So oh. I, th I think- the mother's name is Penelope from memory. So I think I actually have a note about that later, but Penelope, so they're trying to figure it out. 
Um, like they fucking, and I have a note about the mentalist here as well. Like they're going to Patrick Jane mentalize the killer. Like, I don't, like, they're <laughs> what, not cops. I don't what, think yeah, if I was in a yeah. for the fucking blossoms, they're just going to vibe it and sort of figure out the killer from the <laughs> general vibes. Exactly, because here's the thing, right? They're, they're one. They're very out of touch. They're just rich people. That's the like. Okay, if I was if I was like some parent whose child was just murdered, regardless if I was rich or not, I don't think I'd be mentally on my game enough to like pick out the killer in a crowd. But also, they everyone already kind of fucking hates them because they suck. So they're just gonna walk around and be like, "Oh shit, everyone killed Jesus." Yeah, it's like, oh wow, they all have motive. This is terrible. Mm-hmm. Um, exactly. So I I don't know what what their go- what their goal is. So, yeah, but that's 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 just what we find out there. We then go on to uh, Betty and Trev's date. I think they're at Pops because it's always whenever anybody goes out anywhere, it's Pops. There's nothing else to fucking do in this town. Okay, except It's, it's, it's small it's town America. It's, it's limited mm-hmm. options, except apparently there's also a drive in movie theater inside the small Not town. Not anymore. And also a number of businesses. Um I don't think a like a, I don't think a drive-in movie theater is that big of a stretch for a small town. No, that's fair. But isn't there like a downtown or something? Oh, I don't know. Like it's okay. It's not that small. Fuck, man. It's a medium-sized town. Get off my case. Small town just sounds better. <laughs> well, no, no. I, I totally get the small town. I'm just like, why is there? Like, they really do only there's have not, one okay. restaurant. They've only, it's there's a small nothing town. to do. They've got yes. one restaurant. It's just one diner. There's, there's one diner. There's nothing to except to go to Pops, do drugs, and play football. Um, which, you know, kind of a vibe. I kind of get it. So, but they're on their date at Pops, and uh, it, we reveal that Polly... Fuck, again, my writing... Holy shit, what did I even say here? Then on Betty and Trev's date, he reveals that a couple weeks after dating Polly... There we go. He Jason changed and started selling all his stuff, and then he started selling drugs. So okay. he like he's like he's uh, he's selling all this stuff. He's selling drugs. So clearly he's saving up, um, getting in on the crime. After yeah, yeah, exactly. So you know, well, it's it's the classic rich boy. You know, getting getting back at his parents. Let's do something illegal because even if I get caught, they'll just pay off the cops. So it's fine. No consequences. Yeah, that's real healthy. Um, that's a great way mm-hmm. of um, dealing with what seems to be some serious issues he's got. Exactly. Um, the kids that are listening to this podcast, um, don't do drugs, little cunts. Don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's that's also the other tagline for the show is don't do drugs, you little cunts. <laughs> it's it's sticking with that. We might have to. Th- that's what I told my customers fine. at work today. <laughs> oh. uh, uh, oh, the next note I have then is just, um, Archie is doing music stuff with Valerie. That's it. 30 seconds. Done. Adds fucking nothing. Uh, we know Archie's doing music. It's just him basically trying to get his ass into gear. Anyway, Betty goes home and sees her dad working on the car and starts helping. And, uh, I, I have a note here saying I forgot to mention in the previous episode, but I did mention in the previous episode because I remembered to mention in the previous episode that she works on cars. So just to remind everyone... This is another little nod to say that Betty works on cars with um, her dad. Is Betty secretly Michaela from the Transformers movies? Is um, she like changed her life and is now hiding out in Riverdale? Because I don't know because she's still Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> Jeez Louise! <laughs> um, I mean, look, it, it would track, but she doesn't wear enough like um, denim short shorts and tank tops to be Michaela. Yeah, not enough. So she's still, exposed. yeah, yeah. Okay. But that's the thing; she's playing it smart by being like girl next door. Like you know, that, I I couldn't I couldn't survive in witness protection not because I wouldn't be good at hiding, but I'm already so chronically online. That um, I feel like somebody. It's not like I have a lot of fans, but somebody would spot me. I would have the. I would have the luck that some random person, like some thirteen-year-old, would be like, "I follow you on TikTok," and then tells their dad, and then their dad. Um, yeah, kills then the, me. the crime boss dad fight tracks you down. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's my issue. Is I, I could never be an undercover cop because I'm just again so chronically fucking online. Maybe she had to suppress uh, that my identity's already out there. And that's why she's got. Like, and that's why they heard like little, her weird Dom personas coming yeah. out. Yeah, and that's actually mm-hmm. Michaela because that's what she used oh to do to Shia LaBeouf. Ooh. <laughs> this is oh my god! Riverdale is in the Transformers universe. Yeah, confirmed. 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 When are we getting a CW Transformers show? Honestly, 
I was about, I, I was actually about to say, if they had the CGI budget, I could see them doing it, but that's never stopped them before. So I just- exactly, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but is it is that going to be like it's the Transformers go to school and it's all like these robots dating and stuff? Oh god, there's definitely slash fix of that. I've, I've oh god, god actually yeah. looked that up on um, A3 or something. You've, I'm sorry, <laughs> I've got to look that up. Not, yeah, not oh, no, weirdly, I've, I've got I've to. I want to see the Starscream slash Megatron. Um, herring. Yeah, I'll find. I was, that I was thinking, be funny. Bumblebee getting railed by Optimus Prime. Oh Jesus! Yeah, Bumblebee would absolutely. I I bet that the main characterization of Bumblebee in like it's like anthropomorphized slash like you know high school fix for Transformers. Bumblebee is the biggest fucking twink. He can't speak. Though. You can. He's, he's only that, speaks that, through radio. It's, and and plays, that's where like, it's that whole it's that whole love where it's just like. He like you know he doesn't speak and he he just writes notes or he just plays the radio and it's this whole like not forbidden love but it's that whole uh, love transcends words like that's yeah. that's absolutely the trope they use yeah he just he's always the plays fucking the right track. little romantic track at the right time Optimus mm-hmm. just keeps falling for mm-hmm. it mm. but also that's I think that isn't that only in like the live action movies that Bumblebee uses the radio there are so many like animated series where Bumblebee talks the entire oh, time oh maybe I, I I'm. Point is, Bumblebee in the Transformers uh, fix on like AO3, I can fucking 100% guarantee that he is like a twink in 99% of them. Probably. Yeah. yeah. Sounds about right. They're big fans Mm -hmm. of that over there. Exactly. (laughs) Anyway, moving on (laughs) back to the show we're actually supposed to be talking about. Uh, So Betty asks about Polly and what Jason did to her because Alice will not tell... Uh, Betty anything so Hal her dad says that Polly and Jason had a fight but he doesn't know about what and then Polly tried to kill herself so they sent her away to a mental health facility so that's like the first little foray we get into like what actually happened what the mental break was she tried to kill herself they've sent her away okay so that's like okay. the first what's up with Polly kind of dealio that's like the first like actual fucking like piece of information we get that explains anything besides oh she went away and she's not well like they explained at least something so that's like our first little little foray into that there but betty and jughead they hatch a plan and they're going to go through jason's stuff at the memorial to try to find out why he'd be running away so like while everyone's downstairs during all that they're going to sneak upstairs to his room and just basically see if they can find any clues you know classic magnum pi kind of shit um and then that's that's that there. Archie fucks up at football because uh, he's too focused on the mu- uh, oh, music. Swinging, and swinging he... back to the football stuff. That's great. Yeah, exactly. He hurts his wrist and then Veronica sees him taping up his wrist and she asks him if it's his playing hand. And I'm like, Veronica, he plays the guitar. Um, he has to use both hands. So they're both his playing hands. Yeah, that that is how guitars work. Generally. Yes, exactly. The, the, the fretting side of the guitar. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, you, you can capo and stuff, but still. Anyway, uh, Archie is, you know, he, he basically, Veronica is like, hey, you gotta, you gotta take care of yourself, bud. You gotta, do, you know, rooting for you. And then we cut to the music guy again, and he's just basically being pretentious as fucking, tells Archie that he can't help him. He's like, yeah, your vibe isn't for me. You're not gonna work well with me. Uh, you know, I'm a dickhead. So is this, that's, this that's, music that's, guy, that's, like, the replacement for, um... Grundy? Grundy? Yeah. No, we never see him again. That's it. He just tells Archie can't help you and we never see him again. I think it's a get it's just a it's just okay. a, a reason to throw Archie on his ass and make him doubt himself. Oh, it's just, just very give him poor some depression writing. by this random guy who shows up. Exactly. Cool. It's it's just poor it's just poor writing to make it seem like he has development there. <laughs> uh anyway. Uh Ouch. we go to the sleepover with Cheryl and Veronica, and it's just Cheryl and Veronica and Cheryl's parents. Like Veronica thought there would be other girls there, um, but it's just it's just Cheryl and Veronica, and they have the most fucking awkward dinner with her parents. And they're like, and Cheryl's like catatonic grandma. Her, her grandma <laughs> is just sitting there, completely yeah. like just out of it. I mean, we've all been to uh, these family dinners, though. You know. Yeah, exactly. Sad. That's that's dinner with my nan most of the time as well, but that's because <laughs> she's too focused on words with friends. Yeah. Um. So yeah. I, I genuinely have to take the iPad out of her hand so she eats her dinner. I it's I I now know what it's like to raise a child, uh, because I'm constantly telling her to turn off her iPad. It's hurting her eyes. I tell her to stop snacking because dinner's about to be ready, um, and I tell her to go to bed when it's late. It's just um, I'm kind of her parent. Do you give and, her the iPad yeah. to make her be quiet sometimes as well? 
No, but she but she also did like, get her hearing aids yeah. fixed recently, so now she can actually hear things. And she's telling me to now quieten down. Yet she would have the TV uh, turned up the entire way. So look, we don't we don't have time. This is a different podcast. The, the <laughs> living with my nan podcast. Podcast. That's, that, <laughs> exactly. That's that's my new. That's my other podcast. You, you listen out for that when it comes out. Anyway, so we have Cliff, who is Cheryl's dad. He tells Veronica that Riverdale is founded on maple syrup and tells her a little bit of history. And then you it's think he's be actually just foundations. being. It's it's yeah it's it, well you think Very... he's being nice. Slippery. It, it's very, very slippery. Well, a bit, a bit sticky. It's a viscous sticky. fluid. Yeah, in the sink. Yes. Yeah, just a little bit. But you think he's being nice, but actually he just ends up being a dick about Veronica's dad. Um, he's just he's just being a, just a prick. He's like, ooh, ha-ha, we uh, have a lot of money and maple syrup, and guess what? I'm not in jail. And it's like, oh, fucking brilliant. Thank you, Cliff. Um, proving again, once again, that you're just... that You're a child. You're bullying a child. Because you don't like her dad. Please like, stop. This this girl is 17. Please stop being an asshole. She, she is a minor and she did not do any... Like, her dad's in jail. She's just a child. Please fuck off. Anyway, so Penelope, Cheryl's mom, then practically tries to kill Cheryl with her mind because she made a slide about them. Like, Cheryl says something about the family being like, fuck you. And then Penelope just looks dead at her and it's like she's trying to blow up her brain. She's trying with all her willpower to just kill her on the spot. Okay. Very um, so, mm-hmm. But the thing is, I totally believe that she may possibly be able to do it. Like, Penelope gives off the vibes that she may be able to kill people with her mind if she tries hard enough. Oh, so okay. I wouldn't fuck with her personally. Uh, yes. Yeah, so noting, I'm breaking um, notes of that one. Underneath the Kevin mm-hmm. Gay counter, which is currently at nine, I'm putting don't fuck with Penelope. Don't fuck with Penelope. Oh, we haven't had a Kevin is gay moment in um this episode yet. We'll see yeah. if we get we if we get one. But we haven't had one yet. Um but we do that 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 scene is mostly just setting up more context about how fuck Cheryl's family is and does give us some sympathy for Cheryl and explains why she just like sucks so much. Um because her family does. So there's that. Uh, then we cut to Hermione. She's at Pops. So Hermione got a job at Pops as a waitress, as we know in the previous episode. And some mysterious box arrives. When she opens it, there's a snake in the box. And I'm pretty sure like, it looks like it's not a rattlesnake, but they've just added that sound because everybody thinks of a rattlesnake sound whenever they see a snake on TV. Like, it's just the, it's the go-to snake sound. Yeah, it's everyone knows that that's the sound a diamond python makes. When you- exactly. Um, I could be wrong. It could actually be a rattlesnake. It just didn't look like one. But anyway, uh, and then we cut. Betty wakes up in the middle of the night and her dad is watching like old home movies of Polly. Like she hears her, like her dad and her sister is like, what the hell goes downstairs? And it's just, again, it's adding more exposition. Like this, this one was actually nice where they showed it and didn't tell us. Like it's how sitting watching old home movies of them as kids. And it's like, that is good exposition. That is some nice little little content there. That's how you do it right. That's some character building, the, Riverdale. You're learning. Ex- you're learning. Let's keep exactly. it up. Exactly. Let's go. And they will unlearn that probably very soon. Uh, we cut back to Ve- uh, Veronica and Cheryl. And Veronica says, Jason. Oh, here we go. Another incest moment. Jason is really handsome. And Cheryl calls him the handsomest. And they just keep hamming it up. They, they just... Uh, ah. Okay. Yeah, but other than that, the scene does so sh- show Cheryl being like an actual human being for once, and she like so like it just That's it shows nice. her having emotions, which is nice. Yeah. And she says if she says anything at the memorial, her parents will kill her, but like not in the exaggerated qu- kind of way. She like actually looks terrified that her parents may actually murder her for like slighting the family. Um, so very cool you know. and normal family. That's, I mm-hmm. totally don't see any reason why Jason would be trying to leave that family. <laughs> exactly. Very cool, Penelope. Thank you very much. Uh, so then we go back to the uh, Pops. Fred goes to Pops to help remove the snake. And Hermione reveals it was a message from the serpents because Hiram owes them money. Uh, that's basically it. She goes, it reveals that to Fred and he goes, okay. And doesn't really read into that any more than that or uh, look into it more. Okay. He's just, he's, he's, he's a trustworthy dude. Yeah, well, he, no, he's a trustworthy dude. He trusts people. Yeah, trusting person. He's a tr- Thank you, yeah. yes. He's a trusting person. I can see uh, why we, Archie, yeah. where Archie gets his himbo nature from. It's good. Yeah, they're both very... Yeah, oh my God, yeah. Wow. I, that's that's the right word. I don't even know why I didn't think... Yeah, Archie really is the, the, the perfect himbo. Poor sweet. Uh, so what do we got next? So, ah, Jughead turns up at Betty's and he's in a suit, ready to go to the funeral, and they have, like, a cutesy little moment together. Um... 
and then we move on. Archie then at the funeral gives Penelope Jason's jersey um, because basically he was given it at football practice and they're like, hey, and he was like, this is Jason's number. And the coach is like, I'm an insensitive prick, uh, which makes sense because my son abuses women. So here's Jason's jersey. Uh, but Archie being a very good boy, he's a very, he's a good boy. He gives it to Penelope and is like, I think you should have this. I think you should have your dead son's jersey instead of Wait, me wearing it. Was it, it. the actual um, jersey, not even just like a jersey with the same number on it? I don't know. So they say, like, it's his number, but I don't know if it was, like, his jersey. But also, I doubt the school's going to fall. If the school's like, hey, you know, fucking, we're not going to get another one. Let's just give them the same one yeah, so we can save some money, you know? It's clothing. That's great. Exactly. Yeah. I uh, From context, I believe it actually is Jason's jersey. Like, <laughs> they, they don't say explicitly, but from context, it seems like it is Jason's jersey. That did sound about right. Yes. Um, and then she's all creepy, and she's going, you look so much like him, and strokes his face. Um... But it's like, look, it's like mother uh, losing son, sure, but it's it's just weird. And it's just like, it's again, he's just a redhead child. For, if you look at the, the actors do not look similar besides the red hair. But anyway, so uh, at there, Betty sees Cliff and Hal exchange some words, but we don't know what they say. So, uh, you know, we'll find out that later. Cheryl turns up, but she turns up. And this boss, boss bitch moment, she turns up in the white clothes she was wearing when she went out on the river with Jason. Um, and yeah, so she's like, it's like boss bitch moment, but unfortunately it is undercut by the fact that the worst cover of Shout by Tears for Fears starts playing. Um, (laughs) it is just genuinely awful. Um, so it's, it's like, it's, it's, it's on the same level of like, um, Teen Wolf moments when they would play a scene and it would have some slowed down, like erotic version of some pop song oh, like or fucking something radioactive like radioactive pops off in the fucking background or something. <laughs> exactly. It's very much that level where it's like, wow, this was gorgeous. Oh, and the music ruins it. So anyway, Cheryl turns up and she just, you know, absolute power move. And uh, it turns out Jason may have actually been like a pretty G dude and was like super lovely to his sister uh, that he may or may not have been sleeping Probably with. Probably a bit too um, lovely from the sounds of things. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But- like we we find out that because they were twins, they had like parties, and Jason uh, basically made sure that everyone came to sh- like his his like that he made sure that they had parties together because uh, everyone hated Cheryl, and so he made sure everyone would have to come, and it would be both of their birthdays. So he actually was like a really good brother. Oh, um, cute. Yeah. So you know, Cher- uh, Jason. Honestly, I. So sad, sad you're gone. He's, he sort of has his own party and then in, invites Cheryl is what he's doing. Well, no, no. Like, it was like, <laughs> he, she says, like, even as we grew up, he was like, no, I want our parties to be the same, like, you know, together, um, but didn't tell her. So it seemed like it was a joint party and it was all their friends, but everyone hated her. So he was doing, he was doing her mad solid um, instead of being like, hey, come to my birthday. It was, it was a twins shared birthday. Uh, so, you know, great, great G. Uh, and then... Cheryl finishes her eulogy and uh, Penelope just goes, let's depart to the winter salon for a light supper. One, do you have several other salons? Do you have a salon for each season? Yeah, of course. Come see the spring salon where we exactly. exclusively brunch. And, uh, I, that's what I mean. Like, is, is it different if it, different meals in each salon? Like, what if, like... What do you have like a, a salons for each course? Like you start in one salon for the entree, you move to another salon for main, other for the dessert. Like, no, it's you during know? each season you're only allowed to eat one kind of meal. So Ooh, you can either have only light suppers in the winter, a breakfast, a lunch, uh, a dinner slash light supper, or a dessert. That's all you're allowed so to I have th- per season. They're in. I'm gonna. I think they're in. Like, what's they would be in. We so, oh god, it'll be going into autumn because they Jason died around July, just after July fourth, and that's around their summer, mm. and this is a bit after. So they'll be like going. I think they're like going into their autumn because they do say it's like a bit rainy and the leaves are falling, so it's like their autumn. So light supper is in autumn. What uh, I think I'm thinking like a hearty meal in winter. You need to keep the pa- you need to keep the food flowing. You just say warm. So I'm saying you probably have like your proper full dinner in uh winter. Winter. You have your, or or is that like is a light supper? Mm, I think I don't light know, supper would have... count as your dinner option, right? So if if autumn's your dinner, winter it'd be your dessert, right? Because it's ice no, cream. I you th- have ice cream in the middle of winter. That seems no. I feel that like seems that's cold. Crazy. 
So you, that's cool. You need you need a you need to be a, you need a hearty meal to stay strong. Lunch. I'm gonna say lunch is um is winter because uh, I'm thinking because I'm thinking spring is brunch. Spring is definitely brunch. Spring is a spring is a brunch breakfasty season. Okay, okay. Well, that's how they get around it. So spring is brunch, which is breakfast and lunch. So they get around the two of those there. Ooh, we have okay. the light supper in autumn. I think we have a hearty dinner in winter. And then we have dessert in summer because summer's hot. Nothing you have your dessert. Splice um, paddle pops. That's all you're allowed. Oh, fuck. Actually, you know what? That sounds dope. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm not mad about but that. That's- uh, I would join the blossoms for the whole. Of I, I, I did I fucking stutter? Did I stutter? Exactly. Fucking. I'll take a splice. For, okay, I'm going out after this to get a splice. Anyway, <laughs> so uh, they yes they 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 go off to the you know the winter salon and there's just no other eulogies. Like Cheryl comes in, fucks shit up, and then they're like, wow. Um, we need to just you know get out of here. She stole the show like the ice queen she is, and no more eulogies. Uh, and then Fred turns up at the memorial and he offers Hermione a job with his company. Um, and you know, she's like, yes, I'll take it. And they hug. And it just kind of weirdly looks like he's sniffing her hair. I don't think so, but it kind of weirdly, like he's, he's breathing her in. It's like, oh, this is nice. But it's, you know, that's the one moment Fred slipped. Having human interaction. Exactly. After, you know, not divorcing his wife. That's the one moment Fred has slipped. I'm going to give him credit. He's still a G. I'm going to forgive him. He slipped up a little, but Kings slip up sometimes. It's okay. Even a king makes a mistake. All righty, Fred. We'll let it slide this time. We'll let it slide this time. Uh, then Betty and Jughead sneak into Jason's room and start investigating. <laughs> Except, okay. Then the creepy blossom grandma just happens to be fucking like facing the corner behind the door in the wheelchair. Um, but I like to think it wasn't her. They just popped her out of the way um, in the dead kid's room. Because they were just like, we can't have grandma just in the way. So they're just like, just sit here, like, grandma. No one's going to come in here because this is fucking haunted or some shit. <laughs> exactly. Nobody's going to come into the dead kid's room and be a dick. So let's just hide grandma in the She's facing the corner. It's not even like she wheeled herself in there and is checking out Jason's things. One, because she is partly blind. But like, she's just, she's just facing the corner. It's terrifying. Maybe she was naughty and she had to go into timeout. <laughs> I wouldn't put it past because, like, honestly, I I wouldn't put it past Penelope like yeah, she doing that. I think put her I think it's timeout. That sounds about right. Well, from Penelope. I think it's her mother-in-law. I think it is um, Cliff's mother from memory. So which may, that makes it even better that she's like, "Fuck you, ma'am." Shoves in the corner. Uh, but anyway, so she's just she's just there, and she wheels, and Betty and Jughead are like, "Oh fuck!" But she thinks that Betty is Polly because she's a little bit blind and she's a little bit senile. Um, and it turns out Mima, Grant, I, I said, t- <laughs> God, turns out Granny Dementia is what I wrote. Um, Oof. gave Polly the family ring because Jason proposed. Oh damn! Uh huh. Okay. So, uh, Jason has proposed and she gave her the family ring and she goes, I'm no wonder you're not wearing the family ring. If Penelope caught you, she would like skin you alive kind of thing. Like, so, so granny loved Polly. Granny's actually seems like a bit of a G as well. Uh, and she hates Penelope. So, uh, but then we, we do now cut to Penelope and she's ripping Cheryl a new one in like psycho fashion. She's just, she's like, nobody wants you. Uh, nobody will ever want God. you. You're a terrible child for loving your brother. Um, so, you well, know, I mean, uh, there's some comments there about loving your brother a bit too much. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Look, that's why I didn't, I didn't delve down that little rabbit hole. Uh, cause he already probably tried to delve down her rabbit hole. Oh, buddy. I saw an opportunity and I took it. It's still better writing than the entire show. Anyway, so after that, we just hard cut to an Archie scene again because that's the character we fucking care about. Um, mm -hmm. And it's just, it's it's Archie again going, my music! And Val just telling him to shut the fuck up and keep pursuing it. Val's like, stop being a whiny prick. If you like it, keep going. And he's like, okay. Uh, And then uh, Betty talks to uh, Hal and finds out that he knew about the engagement, and Hal reveals that Cheryl's great-grandfather murdered Betty's great-grandfather, and so they've got some family blood feud. Like, back in the day, oh it's just... It's it's that it's that generational <laughs> oh, trauma shit where it's just like, hey, we're not going to let this go and move on. We're going to fuck our children up with it, and you have to carry on the, tr- the fucking... The, the tradition vendetta. of hating each other, because exactly. some, some beef our great-grandparents had. 
Exactly. So, like, Cheryl's great-grandfather, the murder, Betty's great-grandfather, and they're, like, they're really pushing the Romeo and Juliet themes hard in this show with, like, Jason and Polly, star-crossed lovers, not allowed to be, you know, a family feud, that kind of shit. Um, and then they so they found out they were in the business of trading maple syrup, and uh, Cheryl's great-grandfather killed Betty's because he's just a greedy fuck. Like, he wanted all the money, didn't want a partner in the he business, and that's the why he killed him. He's, like... He wanted... All He's the syrup. Like, I just want all the syrup. Don't you dare. Or maybe... He's... Maybe Betty's uh, granddad was like, I actually want to go into golden syrup instead of maple syrup. And he Ooh, was having none oh, of that. Drama. It's like the golden syrup versus maple syrup wars. What is the... Like, okay, I will admit, I do not... I'm not a fan of maple syrup, personally. I put it in something like... The cookies I make... Yeah have golden syrup in them. And so, like, mixed in with it as a flavoring thing, baking, sure. By itself, I don't put it on pancakes. What is the difference between maple syrup and golden syrup? Maybe I've been having golden syrup my entire life and hated that. Maybe I'll like maple syrup. I, I tend to prefer golden syrup. I believe... Don't use me as a source of all knowledge, but I believe that um, golden syrup... <laughs> you, I will believe everything you say right now. made of, like, brown sugar, whereas maple syrup is made of, like, maple sap or, like, maple syrup, maple sugar... So that's like okay. the difference is they're just made from different plants. Because syrup is obviously like the type of style it is. Like it is a syrup. Yeah, it's just like because you get you get syrups for like drinks. You can get like at um at like Starbucks they have this the drink syrups. So like syrup is a type of fluid, I guess. Yeah, by well it's 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 sugary. So so like a yeah. simple syrup like uh, that you put in cocktails and things is just sugar. That, yeah, it's just true. sugar water, but. It's like reduced sugar water, basically, and it's the the, the viscous. Okay, Ugh. so it's just it's just another way of making syrup. Yes, and okay. that's why you should eat golden syrup instead of maple syrup. Yeah, that kind of that's full of sugar. War. <laughs> Wait, we'll eat it because it's full of sugar. Yeah, although I think maple syrup is too, just not sugar cane. Um, and probably. Well, it's probably, it's got to be, like, okay, that's the thing. You've obviously got to, you know, there's there's different production methods and everything like that. I love how this is actually more interesting than the entire fucking I, plot of the yeah, show is talking about. I, I'm genuinely interested because uh, it's, it's like, you got, it's obviously production. If you have raw maple syrup, um, well, do you, can you just get raw, because I know you can tap trees for syrup, but is that, can, can you just, is that something they do where they just get straight raw syrup from maple trees or does it have to be refined and processed before it is technically considered so a maple syrup? I think what they have to do with the maple trees is they sort of use a big crane to um, tie around the base of the tree and sort of uproot it and then they sort of hold it upside down over a big uh, vat and all of the syrup <laughs> drips out of the tree into the big vat um, and they sort of give it a little shake to get the last drops of syrup out of it and I then they fuck plant it. You the had me for the first like, ten <laughs> fucking seconds. For the first ten, I was like, I swear they tapped. They put a little tap on there. You had me for the first ten fucking seconds, you little prick. Uh, which is, uh, I, I don't know why I believed you because you literally said, like, I know I nothing know about this. Nothing. It's the, it's that confidence. It's, it's, it's that. That's all it is. Honestly, people will believe anything you say as long as you're confident about it. So, uh, yeah, it's like yeah, me just that... believing that Riverdale's an actual show that exists. <laughs> no, I've made it up. I've just, all, yeah, I'm just like, every bit. week I'm writing scripts. I'm like, oh my God, he's going to figure it out. I'm, uh, I'm like freaking out. And then I realize how easy it is to write these scripts because they're so fucking. Is it just face rolling on a keyboard? I, yeah, I pretty much, I, I literally have a, a, a set up dice and it's like, you know, with my like Dungeon Dragons dice and it's just like, roll this, add this to the story yeah. at this time of plot point. Like, and it's really, it really is that. Sometimes I just put it out to the community. I'm like, hey, get, chuck me some rolls. I'll fucking, you know, I'll, I'll work it in there somehow. Do you just have like a it Reddit thread where you're like, write an episode, um, like comment by comment, but you only write it like one sentence at a time in a Reddit thread. Mm-hmm. R slash I've made a there. fake show to trick my friend into doing a podcast with me. Uh, help. Need scripts, plus. Need scripts, plus. But, uh, okay, so I think I think technically, I think you can have, like, raw maple syrup, but maybe production, like, it makes it sweeter or it keeps it preserved for longer, whatever. I actually kind of want to Google this after. Um, but anyway, so he killed Betty's great-grandfather <laughs> oh, yeah. because he wanted to get into golden syrup. That's what we were talking about. Yeah, yeah. 
um we literally this is right at the end of the episode so uh but anyway that's that's why hal hates jason because again he is an adult who fuck is hating somebody's child for a a, a relative's mistake it is just so unhealthy very cool and normal behavior uh Mm -hmm. out of that household loving very cool hal thank you uh, so, yeah, so basically he just tells Betty to like back off and leave it alone. He's like, now shut the fuck up and stop, stop looking into this. And it's Jesus like, mm, that's not suspicious. So again, everyone's parents are fucked except Fred. Fred slipped up once. He's okay still. It's like Fred and Smithers, uh, Fred Smithers and uh, Granny Dementia are our three G's for the show so far. Yeah. That's, that's, and that's sad to say because Smithers is still, like, helping a family who's got some very suspicious ties, but we don't know if he's, like, fucked if he tries to stop them. So that's the only reason he's a G, is we don't know if he's awful or if he's stuck within the family. So that's the only reason he's a G. Do we like Archie still? Oh, no, I'm I'm saying adults. Adults. adults, Actually, Sheriff Keller. Sheriff Keller is also currently still a G. Supportive of his son, he's an ally, and he's not, like, he's not done anything fucked yet. (laughs) I'm trying, yeah. I'm trying to- I don't think any other- I don't think any other parents have been introduced that, like, aren't shit. So those- those are our four parents. In terms of the kids, Archie and Trev are, like, the only two, um, you know, only two goodens. Who- wait, who was that girl who got done by Chuck and played Barb in Stranger Things? Ethel- Ethel. Ethel seems pretty good so far. Okay. Those are, like, the only three kids, and two of them aren't even our fucking main characters, and they've been in, like, one to two episodes. Um, <laughs> I'm loving so, yeah. how non-problematic this show is. This is fantastic. Yeah. J- Jughead is, like, du- like Jughead's no- actually decent, but it was just the whole him protect, like, not telling everyone about his pedophile girlfriend, where it was like, but you probably should have. That's the only thing that kind of tipped him over the edge of not great. Yeah. Just- but again, he's a kid. I'll give him a pass there. Everyone else kind of... Uh, Cheryl's getting up to being better. We're getting character develop, genuine character development for Cheryl, which is nice to see. Like, she's the only character that actually looks like they're trying to, like, make... Give her some redemption, mm. and everyone else is getting worse. She's going the other way. She still tried to bonk her brother, or maybe did bonk Yes. Um, okay, we're, we're, we'll see. We'll You know, I, I know some things about season two. You'll have to wait right, and see. we're getting there. Okay, so, yeah, so it tells her to back off. Everyone's parents are great, uh, terrible, except Fred. Um, Archie makes captain uh, on the football team, but he gives it to Reggie because he loves his music too much, and he's like, look, I'm going to be honest, I am not in the right headspace to dedicate my time to the team. Again, Archie is being a good little boy, and he's like, hey, I shouldn't be the captain. You need somebody who's going to be, whose only love is football, he says, but I have two loves, football and and music. And unless we can turn this into high school musical, I don't think we're going to be able to fit a dance number into the next game. So he gives it to Reggie like a like a, a sweet little boy. That's a very adult respectable decision you've made there, Archie. Exactly. Again, Archie, he's not a, Yeah, he's not a bad kid. He's just boring as fuck. He is just the most boring character out of the main characters so far. Poor sweet uh, dull lad. Poor, sweet, literally the main character of the original comics that the show is based off, Archie. Uh, so, yes, but uh, we are nearing the end. The episode does end, and it ends with Jughead insinuating that Hal might have killed Jason to protect Polly, and that they need to find Polly and talk to her. And then we see Hal with all the evidence from Sheriff Keller's house, because he did, in fact, steal the evidence. He did a thing. Hal broke in. He stole the evidence in the Jason Blossom murder case, which really is not looking good for him. How could you? Did you say how could you? Yeah, that's, that's the pun. That that's I was fucking. T- like that was bad. I wanted to make sure. <laughs> I wanted to make sure because that um that fucking sucked. I hated that. But right. honestly, uh, <laughs> I saw out, better writing than the the episode. Yes. So that is episode five of Riverdale. Uh, concluding episode three of the epic highs and lows of high school football. Do you have Do you have any notes? Do you have any queries, questions, anything you'd like to add, Sean? Um, everyone who is listening, go eat some golden syrup. 
because it is the superior breakfast topping. That's that's what I want to add to the end of this episode. I think I think we should uh, we should do a little uh by uh, for, for those for the listeners we record two episodes at once so it won't be next week but i think it's sometime we should do a little a little breakfast thing and have some different syrups we should get some different syrups and judge because mm-hmm. again i don't really like maple syrup but i will do it for the podcast i will i will sacrifice that um for you we'll guys do a, we'll do a little little taste testing of exactly different uh, pancake toppings. Syrups on pancakes. Oh, yeah. and I, I feel like I feel like we got to do different pancakes. We got to have like buttermilk pancakes, regular. We got to have mm. a couple different types of pancakes, mm. homemade, uh, instead of like you know box pancakes oh, and stuff like that. Yeah, cooking. Maybe we get someone else to cook them for us. I do. I'm very good at cooking pancakes. I did the pancakes I, at um at uh, New Year's. You did too. Yeah. You know what? I did. I'm. Good. I'm I'm good at pancake. No, I will admit, I'm I'm good at the at, at a pancake. It's all about. It's not about a high heat. It's about an even, consistent, medium heat. It takes a bit of time. You just need to wait for the pancakes. You can't rush them. That's the issue. People want them too fast. They burn them. The heat's too high. You can't rush a good pancake. And also, the the annoying rule of thumb is the first pancake is always going to be shit. But I will I will do that for the listeners. Our one listener, which is Sean's mum now. Yeah. Um. I so know. that she's found I'm out so about it. So hi, Sean's mum. This is this episode's dedicated to you. So yes, and that's it for today's episode of Tehalos. Thank you very much for joining us. Um, yes, Tehalos. Tehalos. Whatever. You f- okay, Any thoughts whatever. or questions? You're never going to be able to pronounce wel- it. It is literally unpronounceable. You're welcome. It to is, I pronounced us. it. I pronounced it. I made the pronunciation. Tehalos. I've said it so many times. Anyway, you are all welcome to contact us on Podcast at gmail.com. and. Have a lovely mm. evening. Have a great time, guys. We will see you next week with episode four. Mwah. Goodbye.